Welcome to the Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for Daryl Dixon on AMC. We put the dicks in Dixon. I'm Jim. I'm A-Rod. <laughs> Today we're here to do Not a season five seconds preview. in and the bullshit's already started. <laughs> oh yeah. You, what, you expected anything else? Anything less from the dynamic duo here? Uh, Not we're me. here to do a preview. We, we've heard about ah. this show called Daryl Dixon. Uh, we're excited for it, I think. For for reasons, I don't know if it's the reasons AMC wants us to be excited about it, but we're we're fairly excited about it. Uh, ha- haven't seen the uh, Dead City stuff yet. I got to admit, I noticed. I don't know it's, if it's necessary, but it's over eighty percent in critical and audience score. What and a lot of the reviews that I was, of course, you know, I don't know what professional reviewers still reviewing the Walking Dead universe stuff. There you but, go. Yeah. Um. There, it, it seemed like it got it was pretty well regarded. So. I'm kind of excited to get because I, I I always intended to watch that show. It's just that um, we got unexpectedly busy this summer. We did, and yeah, we had three shows we, on at a time. We had we had to make some some killer decisions, and ultimately we decided uh, to go with Justified, the series over uh, the Dead City. But I, I'd like to circle back to that and, and catch up. I don't think they're going to have any tie-ins, mm-hmm. but who knows? What yeah, I don't world, think so. Different parts of the dead. world that we're going to be dealing with. Um, if you're not familiar, I guess a short synopsis of this show is Daryl Dixon has somehow found himself in France and he's trying to get home as best I can tell. Uh, it's weird because he sets off on a mission at the end of last season and his mission is to go out there and find Rick. You know, he feels like he didn't give it his all trying to find his best friend, brother. And now he's going to go out there and find him. I, but it seems like now, based on the trailers, all he cares to do is get home. He's abandoned his mission to find Rick. He he walked that creek all the way out to the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, found the baguette laying on the beach and said, some bitch, and he started swimming. Mm-hmm. Started swimming across. Yeah, must be a clue. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's interesting. We'll talk a little bit more about the trailer here in a second. Uh Aaron, I, I know you had a list of, of things you wanted to talk about as well. How, how do you want to approach this? I am pretty excited about this show, and I did some extensive research. I tried to avoid spoilers, and I think I did for the most part, uh, but I read a lot of the reviews. The embargo actually, I think, was uh, dropped either today uh, or yesterday, so I spent a lot of this morning reading up on that. Uh, I've already watched the trailers. Uh, just kind of scouting around, seeing what people are are saying about it. Oh, I haven't seen any of the reviews of it. So, so from what I can tell, these seem to be the pros of the Daryl Dixon show. Everyone says that Norman Reedus is still a star, and that Daryl Dixon, the character, is still very cool. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, I saw, united praise for what seems to be actual character development for Daryl. Okay. I mean, over 11 seasons, he did get a little bit of it. Not as much but, as you think, as he was always yeah, the second banana. Yeah. Where now he's like the star of the show. So mm-hmm. um, most of his development happened after Rick left. True. So like I'm, I'm pretty excited to see. And I, they heard that you know that he, even with character development, it's very rare that Norman Reedus gets to like stretch Daryl Dixon's legs. You know, take him, take him for mm-hmm. a, you know, just let out the throttle, take him for a ride. And I guess that he does get to do some of that. They, they give him some better material to work with. 
Okay. The other thing is, universally, people say this show is phenomenal looking. It's got a cinematic quality. They really, you know, some of the Daryl Dixon walking through over old Roman aqueducts and recognizably uh, Parisian landmarks. Um, that it's just it's gorgeous and cinematic and looks looks great. Saw a couple of shots that I might dicker about uh, a little bit. There, there's a gun. There's a gunfire effect that looks pretty fi- shitty oh, a gunfire okay i thought it's like you know bonfire of guns that's <laughs> that would be amazing sounds like some burning man shit to me uh-huh. um, and, and so there's yeah. the 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 eiffel tower kind of destroyed and and turned into a leaning tower of pisa i guess that i don't know i guess it looked fine so a lot of people kind of you know no surprise that daryl that the, the core daryl is good but uh you know they had this character, uh, or this this the, his co-star, uh, Clements Posey. I don't know. You're not you're not steeped in the Harry Potter f- lore, but if you are and you're familiar with the movies, she is the woman who played Fleur Delacour, um, in the Goblet of Fire, and she plays a nun. And I guess uh, people have cited her that uh, she's got some really impressive range, some good material. Apparently, there's a lot of pre-zombie flashbacks yeah, to kind of explain how she got there. And there's, you know, that's something we always love when they go back to pre-fall mm-hmm. and do. So um, apparently, she's there, she's in it. Uh, she does a lot with the material, and it's good. Um, yeah. So the things that things that I might have a problem with. Uh, and then I also have another pile of like maybes, uh, but these are things that I feel like mm, this 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 gives me a frowny face. It seems designed to draw comparisons to The Last of Us. the 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 shape of the season is Daryl goes to this nunnery convent where they've been protecting a young boy who uh, mm-hmm. a, a, like a teenage boy, a fourteen fifteen year old boy who is destined to save mankind from the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. It's just a bender. It's it's a bender. It's a bender gent. It's a bit. It's it's a gender bent uh, Ellie from The Last of Us, right? And you yeah, got uh, Daryl totally. in the um uh, the, the 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 not Ellie position, the Joel position. Mm-hmm. I, I there's I I don't think AMC is copying from The Last of Us. I did with the development cycles and everything. It just seems like it's one of those. Um, coincidences or maybe Norman Reedus is like you know why uh, in a video game I escorted a fetus uh, maybe I could do that uh, 12 years older 13 14 years older uh, I, I don't know but like The Last of Us did this storyline mm. so fucking well and it wasn't that long ago right that's just a couple yeah. months ago we wrapped up with this I'm a little worried that The Walking Dead is not going to look good in comparison <laughs> there is zero chance that it will look good in comparison. Zero chance. So, and especially since a lot, you know, like The Last of Us could have gone wrong, but a lot of that plot works and it depends on the likability and relatability of that said young person. And The Last of Us, both the video mm-hmm. game and the series, knocked it out of the park with Ellie, you know? Um, I hear that Daryl Dixon, not so much. That this kid is very annoying, uh, <laughs> okay, the trailers don't thing- really tell me that. Like, his his name's Laurent, I guess, and he <sighs> seems he seems. I'm already annoyed. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, and that's the thing. Is like I kind of want to push back because Ellie is annoying as shit in a way, in yeah. certain ways. Um, but like you know, you never like turn against her. It's just like she's like, well, that's just yeah, she's acting like a, a kid that grew up in a fucking apocalypse, a little nihilist. You know, she's she's acting that way. Yeah, I, I'm 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 a little concerned about that. Um, well, the Walking Dead is hit and miss with its children, right? I mean, Judith, she's great, and then you have the shitty teens. You have, uh, do you have Enid, who I ended up really liking? Um, I liked Enid a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, so there are a lot of examples and points and counterpoints there for the Walking Dead. We'll just hope sure. they they pick one that is good. Yeah. Um, the other thing is like you mentioned that like Daryl got to France somehow. So I think the trailers gave me the impression that it's somewhat of a mystery that there's yeah. a little bit of like uh, Jason Bourne here that Daryl Dixon washes up on France. Like how the fuck? Uh-huh. Apparently that's not the case. Daryl knows how and why he got to France, but the show treats it as a mystery to us, the viewer. Ugh. And it re- and it's like th- and it reveals either gradually throughout the season or all at once towards the end, like why he's there in the first place. This sounds like classic Is there Walking drama Dead there? Scott Gimple overreach, like fucking with the narrative structure just cause. And I'm worried. Who? What are the stakes? What are the? What is the? What is the drama of that? I don't understand. Like. Unless it has some bigger relevance to the next season of this show as to how he got there, why does it matter? Why should that be the big mystery of the season? I I don't know. Unless it has something to do with that central mission of like finding Rick and Mm -hmm. they're like wanting to try to bury the lead with that. Um, Sure. I could see it. But his mission now seems to go home. Like he just wants to get back to America. Right. That's the thing that the trailers keep saying is like his road home is paved with redemption. I thought mm-hmm. I thought he was already kind of redeemed. Yeah. Didn't he redeem himself? So many so many sins he committed in The Walking Dead is unforgivable. The audience hates him. <laughs> right. I don't remember yeah. that, but I could be mistaken. <laughs> e- even Negan's trying to vouch for him in Alexandria now. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. he's that far. He's falling that far. Um <laughs> And then you'll never guess. I, I a couple of reviews cited problems with pacing and tone. <laughs> I, I would never have thought. Now so that's the other thing is like so all these negatives is so interesting because like this was supposed to be Angela Kang's baby, mm. and you'll remember we covered this a little bit at the twilight of season eleven that somehow this was going to be a Car- D- Carol and Daryl Farrell adventure. Yeah. And it was going to Angela King's going to be a showrunner and it's going to be. So then Melissa McBride had to drop out for some reason. I can't remember what it was, whether it was scheduled or health or COVID. She so it was, re- <laughs> it was re fact. I, I got to wrestle with a rat for how long? Um, I get, going back to the rat wrestling. Well, OK. Uh-huh. Um, so then it was reconceived developmentally as a Norman Reedus solo project. And at some point it got moved to shooting in France and at that point Angela King got unattached and I'm not sure it's because if it's because she just like hey fuck you guys I ain't going mm-hmm. you know it's bad enough I had to spend all my summers in uh, uh, Georgia you're gonna you're gonna ship me all the way across the world now for for a year to shoot this thing I, I'm not I, what I wish I knew because I have so much 
esteem for how Angela Kang tried to run The Walking Dead um, versus this guy they got running, David Zabel. The only thing he's well known for is running is is I don't want to say running ER into the ground, but he took over ER around 2008 when people started rapidly losing interest in the project. So mm. it's like, you know, is that a good thing that he got this big high profile uh, drama drama that he ran for the better part of a decade? Is it a bad thing that you know he saw over you know, the Twilight cancellation era of ER? I don't know, and I that's I that I loved ER up until about that time, and I stopped watching mm. because the plot started getting ridiculous. You know, all the big stars started to move on. At some point, it's Noah Wiley, I think. Yeah, uh, trying He's trying to hold, trying to hold the whole Clooney. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I I I don't know. And Scott Gimple at the very top of the masthead. That is not a sign of quality that's my biggest biggest red flag yeah the walking dead tends to get better when scott gimple butts out so him butting back in here seems like a bad thing to me but i don't know man i'm gonna enjoy covering this show my pros and cons are it's wait, the wait, walking I've, dead that's it's, that's I, all I, of my pros and cons the walking dead i was gonna say one other pro is this has already been renewed for a second season so even if they're like if this is this is currently sitting at 69 percent <laughs> Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. um, which tells me it's not a terrible show, but it's sort of room for improvement. And a second season guarantees that they will get a chance. Well, who knows with the writer strike? Um, sure, but like it seems to give them a good chance at uh, at being able to correct anything, any missteps. Now, there's two things I wasn't sure about, mostly because I wasn't sure how you'd react to it. Hmm. Okay. I hear that this show continues to explore the larger The Walking Dead universe idea of these newly evolved super zombies, which oh. you did not like towards the tail end. I was kind of pro. Like, I've seen zombies for 11 fucking seasons. I, I'm ready for like zombies to jiggle. J- jiggle doorknobs sure. and clumsily come at you with the knife. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I guess I didn't like how they did it. I, I'm trying to remember exactly how they did it because I remember a scene in a fort... Like a little, like a treehouse kind of thing. It's a renaissance fair. Yeah, where the zombies were jiggling outside and got in, climbed a ladder maybe, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking like, wouldn't it have been cool if they were doing this all along? But to do it right at the end of the series felt weird to me, I think is how I felt about it. And and I think it's because this was a d- thing that they were developed through like Fear and World of the Walking Dead or whatever. And And I missed out on that. Yeah, so they're like at the tail end of The Walking Dead introducing this. Yeah, it felt like a a weird sort of almost retcon of the zombies in the show. But I don't know. I'm not not necessarily disappointed to hear that. I guess like it's better than just having a bunch of stealth zombies constantly popping up in the woods of France. Right, right. I'm not interested in that at all. And, and the zombie work still looks stunning. I don't know if Nicotero is still um, attached to this project at all. I don't see him on. Oh, wait. Yeah, he is. He's one of the executive producers. But I don't. I don't know how nice. much latex he handles nowadays. But the zombie effects still look amazing. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. They haven't. You know, the, the latex budget is 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 if anything it looks to be increased. Um, the other one that I was a little concerned with is apparently they're going to deal with like religion and faith in a much more tangible way than like the little kind of non-denominational exploration they did with Father Gabriel. Okay. 
like like dealing with even like supernatural type things that's also a touch and go because i've i you know people's faith and what they believe i don't have a problem with but like if they start having like ghosts and goblins and like demonic possession they start taking this in the nun direction mm-hmm. i don't yeah. to me that's not the walking dead there's nothing supernatural about the walking dead other than the fucking zombies virus uh uh-huh. that's the yeah there, there aren't ghosts and witches and sorcery and stuff like that so i that that might be but if it's just like these nuns you know and how they keep faith and the, that's that's fine that's that's uh in fact i love it when they explore stuff like that so we'll see sure yeah i'm down with that uh i i'm interested to see how they keep it interesting i guess um because the walking dead tends to do longer seasons than other shows it's Mm -hmm. like minimum at this point is 16 i let me look up how many episodes are in this season hey don't shamble off we'll be right back after the break here are the highlights coming up this week on bald move our coverage of Hot D, Fire and Blood, and the 1980s Shogun miniseries continues. But then on Tuesday, for the first time in 35 years, we asked a question. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Hop aboard the train to Toontown as we revisit this incredible blending of live action and animation to see if it still holds up all this time later. Then on Wednesday, we get our first look at Blake Crouch's mind-bending sci-fi series, Dark Matter. First two episodes drop simultaneously on Apple TV Plus, and we'll have a pair of podcasts quantumly linked ready for you to observe. You can find these and many other great podcasts by searching for Bald Move Pulp or Bald Move Prestige in your favorite podcast app. Getting geared up for the 6th Annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints. Except, it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, (laughs) now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim, order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar, then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. 
Welcome back, survivors. Here's even more about The Walking Dead. All right, I looked, I, I looked it up, and it's only six episodes, so it, I, that's a good way to keep it interesting. Just don't make yeah. as much of it. <laughs> They've never, like, you know, there's in even good seasons of The Walking Dead, once they went to the 16-episode format, there was always yeah. two, three, four episodes of Flab in any given mm-hmm. season because they just didn't, they just didn't have it. Uh, there should not be... That's why that's what blows my mind, especially the Forbes article I wrote. Uh, I read though, with the pacing problems, like how the fuck do you have pacing issues in six hours of television? Right. You I know? mean, if the story you're telling is microscopic, maybe uh, they have nothing more to do than escort a child across the countryside. Maybe I could see it. Then I, know, I assume it's going to be a lot like, like make a four episode miniseries. Have it good. Sure. Like that's the thing at this at this stage. Like I, I don't know. It's like I don't know what AMC is trying to hold on to smaller and smaller uh, groups of fans uh, with smaller. Oh, yeah. I, I or, or like because I, I guess my thing would be like, oh, there's a lot of people out of affection for Daryl Dixon the character. Instead of trying to make something bloated and half-assed, make something really good. So inevitably, when the 24 plus million people that used to love and watch The Walking Dead each week, like you know what, fucking Norman Reedus, hell yeah, I'm gonna check that out on Sunday night. It'll be good. Mm-hmm. It'll be concentrated, amazing. That's that would be my advice. That's what I'm saying. Like the pacing issues on a six-hour show just blow my fucking mind. Yeah, I'm interested but, to see how the audience is for this because. I think there's potential there, but The Walking Dead went on for so long and it lost so many viewers over the mm-hmm. course of that that people who haven't seen Daryl Dixon in six seasons, five seasons, whatever, are are they going to acknowledge, yeah, I've missed all that, but I guess I'll just go back in and check on Daryl Dixon for this new show? Or are they going to be like, eh, that's just throwing good money after bad? No, thanks. The thing is, is moving him to France. Like if I was I'm trying to think of if I was it's a pretty outside, big reset. If I if I stopped watching and like at the height of the stupidity of the Glinton dumpster fire and like around season seven, mm-hmm. if I hear that Daryl Dix come out and he's in France, I'm like that kind of I feel like I'd be more interested because that implies mm-hmm. like I'm not going to have to know a whole bunch of like Alexandrian fucking politics to understand what's going on. Like Daryl is sure. a fish out of water and so will I. That So like that's smart and if this is good then i could see it winning a lot of people back you know especially if they're not going to do bloated 16 episode seasons of stuff yeah it's about getting the word out there that hey you maybe don't have to have seen the 300 hours of the walking dead that there are to come Mm. to this show now if you're just like a new person like i that's i surely there's nobody that has there's not a new person born like i want to start watching the walking dead and daryl dixon is my Nope, AMC is not picking up any new viewers with this stuff. They're, like you said, holding on to audience that either they still had at the end of The Walking Dead or that might come back for something like this. That's pretty smart because honestly, just reclamation, mm-hmm. like, you know, that's, yeah. you've got 20 million people there. That's a huge for audience. Sure. Yeah, we'll see how much of it they reclaim. Um, how many times are we going to hear the phrase Viva la France? I have no clue <laughs> in, a, in a show about the undead in Paris like you're like gonna have to berets, hear how many mimes how many uh, how many Jerry Lewis comedies will we see I mean just just like the the long live you know that that part of it to me is the 
the interesting part in a dead landscape. I don't know. It's just so. Do you think that there's like a national like because like that's that was curiously missing on The Walking Dead. There wasn't like politics. Like no one said, mm-hmm. you know, fucking. Uh, no one. No one started chanting USA at any time that no. they the characters had a triumph or anything. So I'm like, do you think that they're more nationalistic over in Paris? That they're these nuns are going to give us a rousing viva la France? Potentially, potentially. I think that that's possible. I'm curious to know how much French Daryl Dixon is going to learn in his journeys. Because he, <laughs> other than look, the swear I, I words, wanna, I don't want to sell him short, right? I mean, he learned sign language. This pretty true. quick. Uh, he yeah. he's the language guy, if anybody is. So I could see him learning a little bit of French yeah, he and being speaks curious. Feral about it. raccoon possum. <laughs> sure, no one will be able to understand his French, but mm-hmm. could call squirrel and, and hog. Yeah, he's he's quadlingual mm-hmm. <laughs> and dog. Has that command of roughly sixty percent English language? Uh huh. At least the good parts. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, what else we we had to tease? We're teasing people. Uh, we could probably talk about our coverage. Like, what is our plan? Ah, uh, yes. What is our plan, Jim? Uh, well, this is a standard Sunday night release for The Walking Dead. Um, so our plan is to do a standard Tuesday podcast. It'll be out yeah. sometime in the afternoon there, just like we did with The Walking Dead proper. Uh, we'll do it for six seasons, six, sorry, six episodes. Can't guarantee any more seasons than the first one. Um, and, you know, if we have enough feedback at the end, we'll do the wrap up. But yeah, we'll I was just thinking that's the thing is like if we have a lot of feedback, we might do a separate feedback episode. If we have a smattering of feedback, we'll probably integrate it. Um, any plans? Because I know some people are curious about uh, if, we, if we'd ever take the long strike as a chance to come back and uh, visit maybe Dead City or something like that. I'd like to. Yeah, this is such a short show and we don't have a ton of stuff going on after it. So we might just roll right into that. We'll have to see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Because you never know what might be announced. That's because uh... mm-hmm. like I said, like a week ago, I think they announced Fargo. I was thinking mm-hmm. that that might not make the schedule and then it uh, got a, like a November release. So who knows? But uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be fun. Uh, if you want to send feedback, send it in to TWD at baldmove.com. TWD at baldmove.com uh we will consider that uh on the next podcast if you are uh just just finding out about us or just coming back to us and you want to find out what else we're doing because uh we're we're watching a new star wars ahsoka uh we've got uh loki starting up pretty soon uh follow us on our social medias all of our social medias at bald move pick which one is your favorite except for tiktok we're at baldest move there finally if you'd like to support us I highly recommend it. You get ad-free feeds and even more bonus content each week by supporting us. It keeps us podcasting. Support.baldmove.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see what Daryl gets up to. Oh, odds on Carol making appearance sometime this season. Probably zero. I mean, how would she get to France? Maybe a flashback or something. That's what I'm saying. There's, dr- there's flashbacks. A, a there's denouements. Dream We're in France, sequence. so... Could always you could always do that. Uh-huh. Um, I'm gonna say seventy five percent. Okay, this yeah. was the Carol and Daryl project. She had the bow out. Good friends of the production. Good friends with Norman Reedus. I bet she burns a day out of her life to go and do a quick five minute scene of welcoming Daryl back to America or 
<laughs> oh, you think Rose. he's getting back Showing to up America? at the end and it's all sweaty in a rowboat. She's come over there to join uh-huh. him. Yeah, uh, that's more likely. You know, just 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 row across to the what is it, the Bay of Biscay, and <laughs> oh, 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 you're here in Francais. Uh, that's going to do it for this week. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you on the first episode of Daryl Dixon. Until then, I'm Aaron, and I'm Jim. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>